Hi, I'm Christina Rodenbeck from the Oxford Astrologer, and I'm here with my chum, um, Sally Kirkman. I was thinking chum, that's quite a nice word, isn't it? Chum, chumette, my chum, which sums up chum, colleague, and friend. Um, Sally Kirkman to uh, carry on with Astrology Talks Investigates. What are we investigating this time, Sally? Well, we're going to look at one of the biggest music festivals in the world, Glastonbury, which has been, going, has been going for over 50 years. And Christine is dressed accordingly in a hippie poncho. <laughs> freezing here. I am so cold. It's mid-March when we're recording this and it's cold. <laughs> so, so yeah, Glastonbury, have you ever been? I've never been. I am... Um, I wouldn't say it's it's the idea of the toilets and the crowds. No, thank you. No, mm, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of the downsides of festivals. <laughs> I've, I've never been, actually, and that's that surprises me because I was a hippie chick festival goer back mm. in the day. I did Stonehenge Festival, but um, I've never been to Glastonbury. But I've got friends now who are, you know, desperately want to get tickets for this big major event and and it you know there's getting the headline spot in Glastonbury as well is is big news so it, it's been going over 50 years it's a classic thing of our time so isn't it it's gone from being anti-establishment to being so establishment that it's actually on the BBC you know and that that there's a lot it's part of the establishment as part of the summer program now isn't it you know you yeah. it, it's Henley regatta darling and yes Uh, and that's you know the ticket prices have shot up again so there is a lot oh it's only the elite who can you know people with money who can afford it now so it's completely changed what was a hippie you know free festival free love back in the day back in the day some of it was free I mean, my kids don't go to that. What are not interested at all? They go to sort of Boomtown and things like that, other festivals. But it, and what's interesting is that it didn't just—it's part of that festival movement which was happening in the early seventies, you know, and which Woodstock was also part of, mm. um, which seemed like it might be a sort of flash in the pan, but actually has just grown and grown and grown, and is a really, really important part of culture in this in this country isn't it because you know there's a wilderness there's tons of festivals mm. all of them quite big many yeah. very expensive huge contributors to local economies mm. you know mm. they're big employers and you know there are a lot of people who that's their job is doing festivals in whatever mm. way whether that's doing the food vans or whatever so it's really interesting how this sort of outsider hippie thing mm has become this major um, economic engine here, cultural and c- economic and cultural engine in yeah. any way. So, yeah. you know, come here in the summer, any weekend or any week, you'll be able to go, you would be able to go to a big festival somewhere. Mm. And I'd be interested to know what the average age is who go to Glastonbury now, actually. It's old, I think. I mean, in my, you know, asking around, it seems to be quite a, um, middle-aged thing to do yeah because younger people go to different want a different experience yeah well elton john's headlining this year yeah you know and he's old school isn't he (laughs) he's super old school and they have you know there's been can because it was always seen as a sort of rock you know it was the the rock festival glastonbury we should put the chart up yeah Um, i'm gonna do that why 
carry on chatting um, while okay <laughs> um but yeah and so there's been controversies along the way when there's been a rapper headlining i think jay-z kanye west had people saying what are they doing headlining you know but it's it's got to change with the times although again 2023 big controversy because the the three headlines friday saturday sunday night on the pyramid stage are all men again so and there's hardly any women headliners and again there's i think one i think lana del rey has said she may not play this year because of that and and one of the organizers has said there's going to be guaranteed at least one if not two women headliners in 2024 so you know there's anyway controversy around it but this this is um I'm yeah, that, that Lana is not the headline. I mean, she's amazing and fantastic. Anyway. I know. And I think Lizzo, another big name, big new name, again, not a headliner, not yeah. on the pyramid stage anyway. So, so yeah. Um, so we're looking, I mean, we looked back, didn't we, to the, it started on 19th of September, 1970. And we saw a ticket, 10 a.m., one pound. You got free milk because it was a dairy farm. And free camping. So it was kind of in the free festival theme. Um, and the kinks were scheduled to headline, but they pulled out and T-Rex um, headlined. But it was just one day, 19th of September, 1970. And I think it was called Pilton Pop at that time as well. Um, it's so, what, yeah. what really strikes me about this chart and strikes me as rather surprising is Man, this is a very Virgoan chart. And I have to say, festivals, not something I associate with Virgo particularly. I Agreed. mean, got <laughs> liberalizing. So, yes, you know, that's a host, uh, you know, hostessy, hosty, um, and social. And it has got a Jupiter Venus conjunction in Scorpio, mind you. Um, mm. Not particularly festive, I would say. Mm. Um, it was only fairly successful, wasn't it? I mean, they lost a lot of money, I think. Well, I think uh, there was only 1,500 people. I don't know that they were doing it for money, particularly the first one. I mean, because it, it was, you know, this was on, this is the end of the 60s. It's the first, you know, it's the start of the 70s, and it's still very much counterculture, free festivals. Um, you know, it's real hippies. It's kind of the right-on stuff at this point. But so, I think you want to break even, right? That's, yeah. That's been the thing, and I think they didn't even do that. Yeah, uh, you want to sort of not lose tons of money because you're not made of money, which is Michael Evis, by the way. He's the person who started it, right? It mm. was his arm, his idea. He put it together. His enthusiasm, yeah. which is which drove the Glastonbury Festival to continue, whereas lots of other festivals have fallen by the wayside, come and gone. But Glastonbury mm. is persistent and continues. Yeah, and it sells out fast. Yeah. You know, tickets are hot. They're red hot. I mean, what this kind of to me, it's this. You know, you've got a moon, moon and Saturn as well in Taurus, Sun Pluto in Virgo, Mars Mercury in Virgo. There's so much Earth. This yeah. is this to me is like let's all just go down on the farm and hang out <laughs> and camp yeah. on the farm. Um, I think that was also the initial kind of thing was let's get out of London or Bristol or whatever big conurbation you're in. Let's go to a green fields festival on the countryside. Yeah. And it does feel like the countryside, doesn't it? This yeah. yeah. It doesn't. The Garden of England, you know, uh, you know, into the English, because the English countryside is so beautiful actually and gardeny, um, which is very yeah. Burgoan, you know, the relationship between people and the land. 
There is, you know, there's an, I don't see, I don't really get the kind of rock and roll and music side of this chart at all. You get the sort of what's going on behind the scenes, which is likely to be the drug side of it, to be honest, Sun-Pluto conjunction, you know, what's going on underneath. And also, I think that Venus-Jupiter conjunction in Scorpio um, is suggesting, you know, it does suggest a bit the druggy side of it. More so, really, than the music. It, it's it, this. This shouts farms and drugs to me. Strange. <laughs> How unlike most festivals, it does to me too. I agree. This is a farms and drugs um, chart, um, and I mean, especially and also about transformation, right? Personal transformation, which also you may get if you ingest various, you know, a lot of magic mushrooms, right? Um, which the sun Pluto conjunction. The only thing that is pretty, I mean, there is a musical thing in the North Node in Pisces, mm. um, and a lot of planning. North Node in Pisces making conjunction to Pallas Athena. Um, mm. But also, you know, Lilith is up there. This is like let's go wild in the countryside. Um, yeah. Really, let's get let's get wasted. Is what this chart says to me. Mm. Um, so, but. We have another chart, right? Because this one was like semi-successful, but you know, not a huge thing. And also, they so they moved it the following year to a different time of year. Yeah, and they and 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 now it's always and since 1971, it's always aligned with the solstice. It's during the solstice that Glastonbury takes place, and I think in 1971, it was already. I don't know whether it was the full five days that they do now, but certainly they did three or four days. Um, and it was then, it was 1971 that it was called the Glastonbury Festival. It wasn't Pilton Pop anymore. It was Glastonbury Festival. So in a way, this feels like the more official chart of Glastonbury. This um, great to me because this one says huge, massive freaking festival of music. Mm. Um, why? Because the Neptune. Suddenly we get the Neptune is like really resounding now because it's at zero degrees of Sagittarius, which is the sign of let's party um, on a, you know, and on a massive scale, you know, Sagittarius, you know, it's not going to do things by halves. This is going to be something that's done in a big way. And Mm -hmm. what's more, it even makes a conjunction to Jupiter. So it's a Jupiter Neptune. It's on a Jupiter Neptune conjunction that, that uh, this Glastonbury festival has moved to. Mm. Which is so much more appropriate. And it's totally Gemini. It's all about people and hanging out with your mates. And yeah. <laughs> it's a tribal gathering, as we know. It's, you know, there's the people who do Glastonbury. They're, they're like, a, it's tribal people. It's like they're going and hanging out with your mates and your brothers and your sisters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sun, Mercury conjunction in Gemini and Venus in Gemini, Saturn in Gemini, all at the peak of the chart. Mm. Moon in Taurus, again, there's that, you know, Back to nature themes of it, yeah. Um, you know, and I think there is that aspect of festivals is that you step out of your sort of, you know, your hustle and bustle of life, and you you go back and put your wellies on and or your sandals if the weather's right. It's not always in England in the summer, (laughs) you know, and you you stomp around in the fields. so there's always going to be, I mean, that, that I think that's part of it as well. It's not just about the music. It's about going back to basics in a way. Well, it's also um, about London, London comes to the countryside, isn't it? Yes. Right. London is a Gemini town. 
And suddenly, yeah. basically what happens is that London sets itself up again in a big field in the middle of the country, of the Somerset countryside, you know, um, wow. Glastonbury. And mm. it's like a big pop-up, isn't it? I, I can't remember, you know, what the statistics are for how many thousands of, you know, uh, you know, plastic bottles are used and all of that. I think they've banned them this in the past few years, since 2019. But, you know, basically a city is erected in the countryside. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think that's very kind of interesting sort of Gemini thing up and down, a Potemkin village almost, you know. Um, and also it's got, if we go with the 10 a.m. time, it does have Leo rising at that point, Leo rising. Mm. So the sun in Gemini rules the whole thing. Um, and that gives it a kind of uh, the Gemini-ness of it gives it this airy liveliness, you know, and this sociability um, and conversations, uh, chit chat, you know, that, that you encounter people at Glastonbury, you encounter people at festivals. Um, and I also like the fact that it's making a trine to Mars in Aquarius, which is again, an incredibly social sign. And a try and a trine to Uranus in Libra. So it's a all the social signs, these air signs are 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 in a beautiful grand trine. You know, they're all communicating with each other. So it's about communications. And at the center of those communications is this incredible conjunction between Jupiter and Neptune in music. So yeah. it is about the music now and the drugs because those are also yeah. uh, indicated by um, Neptune. Yeah. You know, Neptune rules drugs and music, which is can be a little confusing. Um, yes, I, and I, I just think the other thing to say about this, you know, if you're looking at this chart in particular, and it's like, is this festival going to be successful? You yes. know, it's a complete yes because every, you know, it's like. Wow, look at this at the peak of the chart. There's everything's in the tenth house. Um, it's just, yeah, there's people are gonna flock to this, they're gonna pay money for it as well, moon and Taurus. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's got legs, it's gonna continue, and it has, hasn't it? Well, really? I also think one of the continuing things about it is the uh Saturn in Gemini at zero degrees, opposite Neptune at zero <laughs> degrees. And the Saturn makes a conjunction with Venus-ish and with the Moon-ish. You know, it's right between those two. So, again, it just creates this great social event. And Mm. to me, you know, there's the music, but there's also the sociability. Um, And also it's become, you know, it's like I was saying before at the beginning, it's televised, right? Um, It's televised, For years. Um, So it's become this, uh, this integral part of, of culture here. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's become now kind of a real um, uh, contemporary arts. I mean, there's, there's all sorts. It's not just about the music. There's a green fields healing area, there's theater, there's comedy, there's poetry, there's astrology. Do you know what I mean? It's brought in all these different elements as well. Mm. Um, So it's been successful in lots of different ways and keeping, I think all that, the Gemini stellium up at the peak of the chart, it's, it's kind of extending out to lots of different areas. So there's there's something for everyone in a way as well. Um, you know, I, I know people who go and hardly listen to the music. They go off and do everything else because there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah, and also it fits in with that Gemini curiosity. Yeah. There's multiple things to do. There's a yeah. lot going on. 
So if you consider that, you know, Gemini is a doubling um, sign, this chart actually has the, the Sun, Mercury, Ceres, Venus, Saturn, all in Gemini. So that's a lot of activity. It just shouts activities, doesn't it? Then that makes that trying to um, Mars and Aquarius, which is, again, a lot of activity. It's a lot mm-hmm. of hard work. I mean, I think that seems to me that Mars in Aquarius, and it's an incredible feat of organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's Pallas Athena in Taurus in the ninth house, right close to the peak. You know, the, there's an organizing print. There are people, organizers behind this who are, I mean, that it's it's no mean feat to do this every single year and get the stuff there on time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of organisation as well, isn't it? It needs to be properly organised. It's a full-time job getting this organised. Yeah. I think also I like, you know, the the Gemini, because Gemini is one of the star signs I associate with young people. And I think as well, it's there's a lot of kids who go to it now, as far as I, I know, that there's family things, you know, yeah. behind the scenes going on as well. So drawing in, trying to draw in the younger crowd too, maybe. Um, I think we should have a look at Michael Evis's chart because he is the the person who started. His daughter runs it now, and she has for a long time as well, hasn't she? Like ten years at least. She's been oh. the, the main oh. person over twenty uh, years, I think, since yeah. the death of her mother in ninety nine. So yeah. she's she's co organizer. I think Michael Evis. Michael Evis is, you know, he's um, late eighties now, but he's still. I think he's still involved in it. And he was the he was the the founder. It was his farm, so you know he's a key player in this, isn't he? Well, he's the main person, really. I mean, he's he's the, it was his farm, it was his idea, and he got those people to come. Yeah. So his persuasion that did it. Yeah. Um, so we've got we haven't got his birth time, so we've done a sunrise chart for him. Um, and immediately, you know, one of the things that we were saying the difference between these two charts is one's really Virgoan. And where's the Sagittarius? You know, you want the Sagittarius for a big South Festival. And Evis is, has got Mars in Sagittarius. He's got, you know, in, in possibly the third house. But, you know, that Mars in Sagittarius is makes a beautiful um, sextile to his son in Libra. Yeah. What do you think of that son in Libra? Well, you know, you mediation, negotiation, isn't it? It's you know, that needs to be part of it. It's it's winning the people over to come and perform. You yeah. know, you've got to have that skill. Um, and I imagine there's a lot of that that goes on, not just with, you know, getting the musicians, but everything. I mean, he's got Sun-Mercury conjunction in in Libra. I think he's a charming yeah. man, don't you? I bet charming, he's- good at communication, good at winning people over, which is, you know, hugely needed for this, this kind of um, event. Also, just to say, I mean, immediately I noticed that Jupiter's in Scorpio here in his birth chart. So he was having his Jupiter return because um, in the original chart, it was there was a Venus-Jupiter conjunction in Scorpio. So, you know, 35, 36, you have your Jupiter return every 12 years. And that's often, I always think that things that begin under Jupiter can be successful. They promise a lot. Um, and also, I mean, one of the interesting things about that Jupiter in Scorpio is it's really good to do something that you really believe in. If you have that combination mm. to do something with a lot of integrity that you have a lot of faith in yeah. you know, and to do something really real 
And he did that on that Jupiter return. I also noticed that he probably has men in cancer, mm-hmm. uh, but it's at zero, you know, it's the early cancer. So it might be in Gemini, um, but it's still going to be making some conjunctions to the Gemini planets in um, the Glastonbury chart, right? To the sun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the sun's at the end. I can't remember, but to the, yes, it is. The sun is at the end of very end of Gemini, isn't it? Yeah. But his moon is somewhere near the, the uh, solstice degree. Um, his moon is somewhere near the solstice degree, but also it's in cancer. So it's on his farm, you know, it's on his place. Cancer is like, come to me, my babies, you know, yeah. come to my place, come over to my house. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to look after you. I'm going to give you milk. <laughs> milk. It doesn't do that anymore. I don't think don't go expecting free milk, but it did. It's literally a dairy farm that he's running, right? Yeah, so, you, yeah. Milk you is a Cancerian l- liquid, you know, this is the sign that rules the breasts. Yeah, and it would be amazing. I know we don't have a time for him, but just the fact that, again, you know, you've drawn up the chart for this and the moon is at zero Cancer, and that is that is exactly the solstice degree when the sun moves into Cancer, zero degrees Cancer, and the whole festival is built around the solstice. So isn't that, you know, that's beautiful as well. Well, I bet he's born around then. I, you know, that would make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, we we won't know. Uh, the other thing in this chart is that he has got a conjunction of Neptune and Venus, right? In Virgo. So, in mm. Virgo. But he loves music. That's really his motivation for this is he loves music. And I yeah. kind of wonder if he's done that thing of thinking, I really love music. I want to see these bands. But, you know, I have this farm to run, so I need to get them down here. Otherwise, I'm never going to have the time to, you know, go see this stuff. I need to bring it to me, which mm. it, which and, and also the um, I love the fact that it's in Virgo because we're back to this. Like and I love the countryside. You know, mm. I love nature. I love this, the earth. Yeah. Um, and I want to share it. Yeah. I mean, that that Venus Neptune is a tribal gathering listening to music down on the farm <laughs> isn't it in the fields um and also that it's you know it's that venus neptune in virgo is it's a lot of work to organize it's a full program always so you know there's you've got a i'm sure there's this whole kind of army of people behind who are getting getting it organized as well well i but, wonder yeah, also- real love of music real love of music that venus neptune conjunction yeah and also i think that He's pretty good at detail because I'm looking at the Palace Athena in Virgo, Mm -hmm. which is probably helpful as well. So it's like he has the big idea, which is, you know, this um, the Neptune and the Mars in Sagittarius. That's the big idea stuff. But then he's able to concentrate and actually do the real administrative work that's required in order to get it done. Mm -hmm. Mm. And and that chime. So he's and also the thing I really like about this is that, you know, the first festival wasn't, you know, he might have just stopped there, right? Mm. Because it maybe it was like okay, but it, you know, the headliners cancelled and whatever. But he didn't can't stop. He tried it again, slightly differently, moved the time, and mm. I think that's also Mars and Sagittarius. You know, it's like okay, well, that wasn't so good, so we'll you know, we'll change a little bit and we'll try again. Yeah. That flexibility. Yeah. Quite incredible. Quite incredible. I mean, he's heading for his third, you know, he's got Saturn at three degrees Pisces. So he's heading for his third Saturn return. 
quite yeah. extraordinary, quite extraordinary man to have had this legacy of um, the Glastonbury Festival. And, and, and it's still going strong. <laughs> that's an interesting word that you're using is the, the le- legacy. And um, I have to say, I associate Vesta with legacy. Okay, and you can see that Vesta is makes a conjunction to Saturn in this chart. Mm-hmm. It's um, if we're using the sunrise chart, it is in the fifth house, and it's in Pisces. So he's got this legacy, which is literally music. Yeah, it's musical. You know, he's that, and and it's going to last because it's Saturn. Yeah, we'll be using his daughter's chart as well, but she is very, very cagey about her birth time. It's not available on the internet. Yeah, we just know the month, so we can't. I mean, there's no point going there, really. Yeah. Which is a shame because she's, I think, she's a big player now. But, she but is, yeah, she runs it. I mean, so it's her. You know, she's the organizer now. So it's actually a female-run thing. Yeah, uh, which is why it's interesting that there's this controversy about not actually having enough women headlining well i think she's going to address it i think she has to i mean yeah. you know the the times we live in that's that's what is becoming the new controversy really so we'll see um, anyway interesting anything else you want to say about michael i just want to say that those middle degrees of gemini also this is a healing for him i think there's mm. something that he's healing because of his um Chiron and Gemini, and the Chiron and Gemini fits in again with that very Gemini chart of mm. the festival, right? Mm. The one that mm. we really think is the really, really festival chart, the 1971 yeah. chart. Um, and that those degrees are kind of rock and roll degrees, those middle degrees of those two signs, Sagittarius and Gemini. You mm. see them a lot in the ascendant or the sun of big rockers. Yeah. And I wonder if. For him, music was is also a healing thing that heals his soul somehow, and mm-hmm. that he wanted to share that. Yeah. Um, and also, one last thought with that Chiron and Gemini. It shows our wound, Chiron, but it can show that, you know, maybe he was lonely, you know, and he needed to get some other people down on the farm with him. He needs to surround himself with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe in Libra, you know, Libra, that love of connection as well isn't it yeah you know libra needs people yeah needs to be part of a group you know and and partnership i don't know know anything about his private life um but yeah yeah Mm. okay interesting we'll have a great festival people who are going yeah absolutely tickets have a great (laughs) festival the rest of us will just you know watch 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 on tv or go to a different Okay, take care. See you soon. Bye.